0: Hey babe Yeah babe Yeah bitch yeah. I've got my Claritin <clears throat> Hopefully I don't sound like a crazy person Like I
1: Yeah you, you do but it's okay that's always it's not new. It's what the listeners expect.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I, I feel the need to apologize for my allergy face.
1: For being in New York in the spring.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad today. But like I said, I got a Claritin. We'll be fine. We're moving. We're grooving. I'm in, I'm, things are looking up.
1: <laughs> Everything's coming up. Millhouse. <laughs> if she falls asleep in the middle of the episode, I will be on shock.
0: Yeah. Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. Remember that time we watched Satan's Slave?
1: You mean the 1980 Indonesian horror film that set the tone for future Eastern Asian horror films?
0: You got it, dude. (laughs) nice (laughs)
1: full house she puts on one pair of overalls and turns into mary kate or ashley olsen i love it
0: yeah depending on the scene (laughs) but yeah that's what we're talking about today um it's it's a very very cool indonesian film um this was actually one of my one of my picks because the reason the reason why i picked this one was on shutter um, which is where you can find it. On Shout Sh- out to Shudder. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, on Shudder, it says in the description that it like changed Eastern Asian horror and it was like one of the most influential and stuff, and I was like, okay, if if Shudder's giving it like that high amount of praise, then I mean I've I'd be an idiot not to give it a try.
1: Yeah, we gotta give it a shot.
0: Yeah. And um, what I found out is that it's it was also remade in two thousand seventeen and Shudder um, because of the remake, decided to put both of them on, so you could do like a double feature. We're we're not talking about remakes; we just did that month. Go back if you're interested <laughs> in hearing about the remakes, but um, that would be a cool, you know, back to back feature to do. They actually go together pretty well.
1: Yeah, Bloody Disgusting was recommending that you w- watch them as a double feature.
0: Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, so I'm Nicole. I'm Topher, and we're the Horror Babes here to talk about some horrifying shit. Yes. Um, yeah, so in case you're new here, the format is Topher's going to take us through who made this thing. Shout out the cast and crew. I'll take us through the plot, what the hell happened in this movie, and then we'll dive deeper into some analysis. Today we've got some folklore because it's you know we've got a wonderful Indonesian film to talk about. So Topher, who made this thing?
1: Not John Carpenter.
0: No, but uh, there there's, there's some references stuff in here. Yeah, there is some yeah uh, for sure.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and pre-apologize for any pronunciation in here. I am not super familiar with Southeastern Asian languages, and I am not very good at pronouncing them because of that, but I will try.
0: We're gonna do our best.
1: So it was directed and also written as written by Sisworo Gotama Putra.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh he wrote the screenplay along with Narayanyo Prayitno and Imam Tantawi. And then someone who's just credited as Sobagio S wrote the story. Um, this is kind of loosely a remake of Phantasm yes. from nineteen seventy nine. Yes, it, it shares a lot of plot elements. It
0: does, yeah. Um,
1: different story, but it is not. I've seen Phantasm. It is. I was. I knew that going in. And I was like, yeah, this is more or less Phantasm. Yeah. But I like it.
0: Totally. Yeah.
1: So as they're listed in the credits, we have uh, Ruth Pelupassi as Darmina. Our uh, Scary nanny slash housekeeper. Yeah. But housekeeper. very sexy. Yeah. Very sexy.
0: Yes. Correct.
1: I would sell my soul.
0: Who wouldn't sell their soul? You know? For her? She's great. Mm-hmm. Especially in the end with that crazy hair.
1: Oh, yeah. Big, big mood. And that eye makeup. Hell yes.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Satan herself. Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> uh,
1: W.D. Maktar as Munarto. That's the father. Mm-hmm. Fuck Roll Rosie as Tommy Simon Cater as Herman. Mm-hmm. the uh, That's Rita's boyfriend, right? It's Rita's boyfriend. Okay. It's not
0: like explicit, but they go to like parties together. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: Uh, and I should say Tommy is the, the youngest son yeah. of this family. Mm-hmm. Siska Widawati as Rita. She's credited as Siska Karabedi in this. I'm assuming she got married or something. Yeah. In between or just uh-huh. has a different name now. Who knows? Yeah. Lots of things happen. Um, would also sell my soul.
0: Yes, she's she's wonderful.
1: I wanna to go to Discos with Rita so bad.
0: I loved that scene. It was fun. She had cute outfits too.
1: Oh, so many cute outfits. That little like um like shorts jumper.
0: And she had like thing. an a- was she wearing an ascot in that oh, one? Yeah, like she a red was. ascot. Yep. Yeah. yeah. She was she's dressed cute. like
1: Fred from Scooby Doo but hot.
0: Yes, yeah, she's very cute. <laughs>
1: uh I am Dumseik as Carto, kinda of like the groundskeeper for the mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Um, Diana Swarcom as Mawadi, that's the mother.
0: hmm
1: And that's really it.
0: Yeah. There's not a lot of info. Yeah. Out there on this.
1: Yeah, there's, um, I don't know who plays the Kiai. Um, he's not listed by name. hmm And he's never addressed by name. He's right. just, we just know he's a Kii. Yeah. And just real quick, a Kiai, if you don't know, is, um, like a, uh, an expert of Islam in, like, Southeastern Asia. Yeah. Um, I think originating in Java. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Um, the music was from Gusti Anam. Cinematography from F.E.S. Tarragon. Uh, the special effects, definitely shouting out here. Esparia. Yeah. Such good practical work in this movie. I yeah. loved the practical effects in this.
0: So that's what actually separated um, this movie from a lot of movies of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were trying to get. Apparently, in, in especially in um, Eastern Asia, they were trying to get into like the CGI and they weren't using the cinematography that we were using like in America here, like with the fast zooms and like, right. but that was such a staple in like 80s film, even if you're yeah. not doing camp, yeah. like the fast zoom and like the like stuff like that. So that's what actually kind of made this movie stand out mm-hmm. in Indonesia was... That was that they were actually using practical effects, and they're they're pretty fucking good. like yeah, they're, no, they're very well done i was I was very appreciative of the practical effects in this movie. and then also the cinematography was also what set it apart from other films that people were watching, which is pretty rad.
1: yeah, I'm super down for it because um, I would compare this. we said Carpenter earlier, but I would compare it more to Ramy.
0: Oh, definitely. without the yeah. camp,
1: like yeah. I would not call this movie campy at all. Uh, but it, it is a it, little,
0: it is a little bit to us now. I think. I think back then it was f- not camp. I think. Yeah. I think because we've kind of moved moved past the like that was the popular cinematography style of the time. But mm-hmm. I think now we look back on it and kind of see it as a little bit silly.
1: It looks a little hokey these days. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's probably not right. But Wrong. I don't think um, it was
0: intentionally camp.
1: No, no, not anything like Evil Dead was. No, 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 no. Evil Dead one or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it definitely looks a lot like. Raimi techniques which we just talked about with uh last week with Drag Me to Hell yeah um I I sort of broke down the Raimi shot a little bit and recommended a podcast to listen to about that that does it better than I did (laughs)
0: um (laughs) yeah we always have to look at movies in the context of like when they came out Mm -hmm. and also in the context of today yeah yeah
1: and just real quick the uh the remake was made by Joko Mm Anwar, uh like you said that came out in 2017 and it's like been compl- across the board, it made a shit ton of money at the box office and with the critics. Yeah, they well, the critics mm-hmm. didn't give it money, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah they yeah. liked it. This movie is kind of a cult classic. Yeah, um, I would say not even kind of it. It's a cult classic, and yeah. it's sort of uh, built up this mystique because no one could get a hold of it. There were no prints of it yes. outside of um, Indonesia. Yes, and you had to like like there's a thing. So for our younger listeners, there used to be these things called VHSs. <laughs> And if you were a fan of horror or anime or both, you were very familiar with bootleg VHSs that had like bad subtitles or terrible dubs or Mm -hmm. what have you. And you could only get them from that one weird dude at this place called a video store. (laughs) So imagine you had you like uh, it's like if you booted up Netflix and there was a guy who was definitely stoned out of his gourd who just wanted to talk about why Carpenter is overrated. And he definitely smelled a little bit, and he was the only person you could get weird movies from. If that was what Netflix was, that's called a Blockbuster or your local video store.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, Hollywood was...
1: Video never had the weird guy.
0: No, Hollywood Video was kind of the... Like, Blockbuster was also a corporation, but it did not never feel like one. Hollywood Video felt like one.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, like, all buttoned up. They were purple, you know. We like... had an
0: independent one. I actually didn't grow up going to Blockbuster. Yeah, no, we
1: went to the Village Video.
0: Yeah, I forget what ours was called. It honestly might have just said video rental on it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like straight up. It was in the same shopping center as the Publix. And like, so we would go get groceries and then we'd go get video games and movies for the weekend. Yeah. Um, damn, I miss those times. Papa John's <laughs> Pizza too. I love yeah, go it.
1: rent an N64 game and a VHS.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. I used to do that like every week. This movie was got like relatively recently Released on Blu-ray. Like, you couldn't... Literally last year. Yeah, you couldn't get it um, otherwise. And then, of course, you know, Shudder. Again, like, thank you, Shudder. Um, They brought it kind of to the forefront here with, like, streaming. So, so many more people have seen it now just because it's way more accessible, including us. I I had never even heard of this movie. This was my first Indonesian horror film. But that's also what drew me to it. I was like, I've never seen an Indonesian horror film. Like, let's go. Let's fucking go. (laughs)
1: I've seen... A couple short horrors from Indonesia, but yeah. I'm never I'm not super familiar with it as sort of a subgenre. Mm-hmm. Um, or like a, a regional genre, um, or whatever. Um, yeah I'm not I'm not used to the typical flavor there. Yeah. I will say the the Blu-ray re-release is what we just watched on shutter which is fantastic because it was rescanned from the original negative. Yes. Which is amazing. I love rescans. Sorry. Nice. Instead of doing I I wish that everybody who said, Hey, we're gonna remaster this, I'm like, or hear me out, rescan.
0: It looks it looks really great. Like honestly, the whatever they did to maybe enhance the the original when they did it, like it it's beautiful. The colors beautiful. Like it's yeah. it's really it's really you know apart from being you know a horror film, it's really lovely to watch. Actually, like I yes. I enjoyed the cinematography and everything.
1: Absolutely, you know it. This was a it was really pretty to watch, and you know yeah. a lot of these older films can get really grainy, and that's why you rescan the original negative as opposed to like making a copy cuz yeah. It, yeah it's it's a it's a whole thing but I can nice. get into the film nerdiness of it but I'm not going to <laughs> but yeah with that uh without further ado I'll shut up and Nicole can talk about some plot
0: okay uh plot so at the beginning of the movie we've got Mawarti the mother Correct. she um dies we don't know why we you know it, it's one of those typical cinematic deaths of a parent where you're just like a uh, vague I illness I think Termina did it I mean, yeah, there's a lot of speculation, obviously, <laughs> after going through the whole movie. But at the beginning, we're like, you know, we just know she dies. True. And her husband, Minarto, is a very, uh, he's kind of an absent father in the sense that he's really kind of obsessed with, like, making money. Um, he's like a businessman. Yeah. And he spends a lot of his time doing business.
1: Yeah, He's very, like, he feels very real estate-y, you know?
0: Yeah, he's very, like, work-obsessed. Um, and then we've got Tommy, who's, um, you know, like a typical teenage boy. He's kind of like weird. Like he's we introverted. Him, like 14 ish? Yeah. 15 maybe? Yeah. He doesn't look much older than that for sure. Um, and then we've got Rita, who is Tommy's sister, Monarto's Minarto, uh, uh, daughter. She's, you know,. She's your typical maybe like 18 year old or something. Um, she's going out to parties. She's got a boyfriend and we think. Um, she likes
1: drinking and smoking cigarettes. and
0: Exactly, yeah. She's Kissing
1: on boys.
0: Exactly, you know, the typical, typical late teen stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and then we've got Mr. Carto, who is not doing well. Bad asthma. Bad asthma, very bad. Um, but I should note that he is quite religious.
1: He is the only that is, one. Yeah. He's
0: the only one who's like very religious. That is actually a key point. He's so, kind of a
1: James Hong type, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um, so, on the first night after their mother's death, um, you know, we get Rita is grieving, um, and then we get Tommy who sees his dead mother, like, outside of his window. But he doesn't, like, he doesn't talk to her or anything. He just kind of sees her and goes after her outside. And Rita sees this, and she's like, what are you doing? hmm So the next day, Tommy goes and sees a fortune teller, and who ends up being Darmina. Right. And she warns him that his whole family is in danger, and they might die, and tells him, like, he's like, oh, what can I do? And, of course, she she suggests black magic. Because that's always solved problems in horror films. Um, So (laughs) this is when we meet Rita's boyfriend, Herman. And he is a little like, he's either playing with her or he's like, actually a little superstitious and believes this that 40 days after a person dies their spirit kind of lingers around wherever they lived yeah then we learned that Darmina is now the new housekeeper the same the same woman who uh the fortune teller from tommy's right. whole she's always experience. in some
1: disguise though
0: yeah yeah but of course as you know audience members were like yo that's the same lady so, and how she, how she gets the job or how she gets even inside the house is she's, she says that she's been sent by like an acquaintance of their father to look after the house. And they're like, yeah. okay, we don't really know like what he does. So, okay. It's
1: very much, um, the agency sent me.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, um, this is when we see Rita's going to like her party. Uh, she's going to, I guess the disco. I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but. I would call it a disco. She's, she's super a cute. Hanging out with her her boyfriend, um, they're you know everyone's like making out in the bushes. Um, a little more than that, yeah, you know. <laughs> so Rita sees um, a Kuntilanec, I yeah, think. Apologies for uh, butchering that completely, but. Um, basically it's a mythological creature, uh, tied to Indonesia. And what it is, is, uh, it takes the form of a pregnant woman who's unable to give birth to a child. It's kind of like a vampire, but like with a pregnancy twist, like kind of in purgatory of just like staying pregnant forever.
1: Yeah. There's other other versions of it too, but yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit because I want to. Yeah. Dive a little bit deeper on that folklore.
0: Oh yeah, no, that'll that will come later. But she sees one and Herman warns that Darmina is not the kind of person to be trusted and he's like, "I think you need to consult a shaman about this situation."
1: And this is yeah, Rita's like, "Oh, I thought you didn't buy into that." He's like, "Look, I don't really, but you do and that matters." That happens twice in this because the yeah. dad says that later.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Carto starts to notice, like, she's a little sus. Poor Karto. sus. I know. I feel bad for him in this movie. So Tommy runs into a Ki at a bookstore who advises him to begin performing religious prayers and, you know, like... He's like, y'all y'all cursed. Y'all it's, are cursed. And it's the
1: same guy who's been trying to get in touch with uh, Monarto.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah,
1: he stopped by the office, he stopped by the house, he stopped by the office, and then runs into Tommy at the bookstore.
0: Yes, um, but... While this is happening, a Kuntilinak, again, sorry, appears and tells him to stop. Yeah. So then we're at the next day. Tommy finds Mr. Carto's corpse. He has hung himself.
1: Or so it appears.
0: So it appears. Yes, we can't make any assumptions. Um, So then later that same day... Herman is also killed. He's like run over by a truck and his body spins and lands in the trunk, in like the bed of the truck. This is
1: like the two gore scenes. There's one more after this, but these are the only two real gore scenes.
0: Yeah. And they happen like back to back too. And like a crowd of people come and they're just like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. And they like open it and you see like his like bloody head and shit. Mm -hmm. And Darmina is kind of behind all of this. Yeah. Because she the reason why the truck even was going, you know, crazy was that it was nearly colliding with Darmina.
1: Yeah, she was in the middle of the road and like wouldn't move.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh that night Tommy and and Rita are like, okay, these ghosts are here and they got to go. So, Rita leaves, she's she's chased by kind of like she's chased by her mom, but he's Undead. He's a zombie. He's, yeah. you know, he's yeah, he's
1: wrapped in his death shroud and he's got his face is all weird. He's got those huge contacts on that look like the uh, deadites from yeah. Evil Dead.
0: Yeah. And so Rita and Tommy the next the next day are, tell their father, they're like, yo, we need, we got to get a shaman up in here. Like, this is, I can't, um, I can't deal with this, um, ghost shit anymore. <laughs> so the dad's like, okay, sure. So, um, the shaman is then attacked by broken glass and flower petals when he's there trying to like, I don't know, exorcise the ghosts or the demons from the house. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever actual terminology that is. Um so then he's impaled and pelted by a spinning chandelier. Sick.
1: It was yeah. I was like, I saw the chandelier start to just like spin, and then it goes and hits him on the head, and I was like, Welp.
0: Fan of the opera, bitch. <laughs> bum, 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 bum.
1: We can't pay for that.
0: Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Sorry. Then uh, Darmina, sneaky bitch, sneaks out. And Tommy is like, no, I'm going to follow her. Like, I saw her. I saw that sneaky bitch. And they go to the cemetery. And she's, like, meeting with her undead. Like, she's kind of, she, she's been the cause of their death, but now they're, like, hers. Yes, she owns them. Um, you could call them Satan's slave, maybe. I don't oh, know. what I don't know. A little crazy, <laughs> a little crazy. Oh, and then she she's like, "I need, I need a third. So mm. she gets Mowarti yeah, out of the grave. Yeah, she's
1: pulling up out of the grave,
0: and she's like, "Come on, come on, <laughs> let's go, let's go, wreak some havoc, let's go." So um, she's like, "You have to kill your family." We don't know why. Just you know, wreaking havoc again. So, they notice. They see Tommy, and yeah, that's he starts never screaming good. at
1: her. He's like, D- "Leave my mother alone! Leave my mother alone!"
0: And so, you know, that's never good. No. So, w- guess what happens? A chase scene, but he successfully escapes. But then he, so he he goes back and he tells his his father and Rita, his sister, that like Darmina ain't no good. Rita is like, "Yeah, yeah, dude," um, but the father's like, "No, she's helpful." <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. And so he's like he's like, No, she's she's been here the whole time. Like you're 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 just like delusional or whatever. And but then they they go to check her room and she's just you know, she's there. I'm like, you guys, you can't outwit Satan. Come on.
1: Yeah. Can't outrun the devil.
0: You can, you can't. Quite literally. Like that's that's why it's a saying. She she knows. <laughs> so the next day, they're like obviously the next step is we have to go dig up our mother's grave and then just like in every other horror film that um where a scene happens at night at a graveyard it starts raining
1: oh just pouring down like we this was just last week that we Drag me season. to hell yeah. yeah
0: it's like you can't go to a you can't go to a grave site at night without it raining mm-hmm. it's like the laws of horror like if we were to <laughs> write it that'd at least be number five so they're the reason they're doing this is that they're like we have to see if her body's still there. They get back to the house, and this is when the entire family is assaulted by the undead. Um, and it it kind of it, everyone lines up like Herman goes after Rita, Moarty goes after Minarto, and uh, Mister Carto haunts Tommy pretty yeah. much. And I was kind of laughing because when when Monarto um, notices Moarty in bed, it's like this weird, like, she looks crazy, you know? Like, she looks like a zombie. And he kind of just, like, stumbles out of bed. I would have fucking pissed my pants. I would have screamed. Like, he kind of is just, it's kind of like he just, like... I don't know.
1: You've slept next to me when I've had a flu and you did none of those things and I look like an absolute zombie when I have the flu.
0: Not as bad as as uh, as this one looked and you were <laughs> pronounced dead and then <laughs> came back. Like that's the big difference.
1: I read it as a bit of more of a scurry than a stumble, but I get you.
0: It, it was just it, it the reaction just kind of like made me laugh. But anyway, so they 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 all end up in the dining room, but this is where Darmina is and she's, you know, in her in all of her glory, with like this crazy hair, awesome makeup, she's holding a skull, and this is when it's like finally revealed what's up with Darmina. She's a demon who preys on those of weak Islamic faith. Mm-hmm. So she basically she basically um, burns to death. Like they. S-
1: so yeah, the Kii is like comes to the rescue. It's, it's Kii ex machina.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he shows up with a bunch of folks. Like, the, the it's the cavalry, right? Coming yeah. from the local mosque. They've all got torches, and they start quoting from the Quran and chanting, um, Allahu Akbar, which is, uh, God is great.
0: That's right. That's yeah. right. So, um, base, I mean, basically, the idea of these slaves, if these... Darmina tries to get people, tries to kill people, obviously, but, but if these people die without repentance, like, if they're not super religious, Mm -hmm. then they become slaves to the devil in hell. Essentially. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is when they, you know, she like, she burns up the, and then the film just ends with Minarto, Tommy and Rita, um, who are, you know, reconverted to Islam. They're kind of, they've reconnected with their fate or faith. I mean, fate, (laughs) faith. Um, and they're going, uh, they're leaving the mosque, Mm-hmm. and and then the camera just like pans over they're all looking at this woman in in the car and it's just the back of her head but we're 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 meant to believe that it is Darmina and then no credits it just says the end and then it goes right back to the shutter menu <laughs> and you're just like oh shit yes yeah.
1: I love the ending of this film because it is very classically like it's that it's so it that like, it late 70s a, 80s horror film for a sequel yeah, yeah and it's it it has that sort of like oh you can't kill the devil mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like it's just like we saw in Dragon me to Hell it's so funny totally. that I've got the that we did these two back to back I
0: know we totally it was totally unintentional uh,
1: but I love like the there's a color shift
0: yeah. here yeah. so
1: the whole film has been done in like um reds and browns um a few, like, darker blues, mm-hmm. and then when we see the final shot of the movie, it's done in bright daylight, there's yellows, yeah. there's uh, cream colors, like, really beautiful colors, and, like, um, um Rita's head wrap is this really beautiful scarf, and, mm-hmm. like, they're all dressed in, like, um, all the detailing on uh, their shifts is really beautiful, so, like, it, it, there is, like, a complete color tone shift just for the final scene. Yeah. And I love that. It's mm-hmm. all this complete bright, no grain, just like Yeah. outdoors, big uh zoom out, like it's gorgeous and then it's like the it ends on the zoom in. Yep. And I love that contrast there.
0: Yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie. I think it was in the words of Bong Joon-ho, you're dumb if you don't want to watch movies with subtitles. Yeah. It's not verbatim. He didn't like say it like that. It's a nice
1: paraphrase though.
0: Yeah. He essentially was like, you're stupid if you don't want to, you know, watch movies with subtitles, like Mm -hmm. you, because foreign films offer so much and they're only foreign to us. So (laughs) Um, there's that point. So I really, really enjoyed this movie and I was trying to figure out, you know, I'm always trying to dissect, of course, and figure out like why I gravitate towards certain things. And the reason why I realized that I love this movie so much is it's the witch. It's quite literally the plot with a few differences of the witch. Think about it. A family strays from their like faith or whatever. They they start um, getting haunted by whatever like bad things start happening to them. They all have a signifier of quote unquote sin. The father's a workaholic. Um, the son starts to delve into black magic. The daughter is like promiscuous or like, you know, shown mm-hmm. as promiscuous or whatever. And we're left not knowing what the mother's quote unquote sin was. And then they those sins lead to like Dar- Darmina, aka like, you know, could be like Black Philip or so, you know, okay. like kind of haunting them and doing all this stuff. The only difference is that. Not everybody dies. And, you know, it's there's subtle differences. But I was like, at its core, what this movie is trying to say is like the same thing as The Witch.
1: I love that. (laughs) I I was like, that's why
0: I like this movie. (laughs) <laughs>
1: it's definitely it's definitely got that morality play to it. Like, The Omen has this too. But yeah, you know, you're totally right. Like, this is a classic sort of, I mean, The Witch is a very classic story, just yes. done in an interesting way. And I think this is too. Yeah. We see this a lot. Like, I mean, we talked about this in um, our Evil Dead episodes with mm-hmm. the newer, with the 2013 Evil Dead. We had that too. Like, everybody yeah. has their thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's, and like, we see ironic death in film all the time and in stories. So I love that. Yeah, I think that's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and it's, it's again, there, there, are some, there are some differences, but I guess it's just, like, the kickoff is that they've strayed from their faith, yeah. which is exactly yeah. what the opening scene of The Witch is. Mm-hmm. And I just think this movie is so, like, it's one of those movies that it makes you sad that not a lot of people have seen it, or that it is, like, a cult, it is only a cult classic. Right. Like, I'm glad that it is, but I'm also just kind of like, dang, this movie is so so well done
1: it's incredibly well done
0: and i i don't know i i had a really great time watching it
1: yeah i did too it was it's funny because it does just throw me back i was sitting there you were um you had watched it before i had and i was watching it last night while you were making dinner and you just like pop in and be like or i'd shout down the hall at you hey guess what topher's staring at the shots and loves them so much because they're all fucking eighty shots yeah (laughs)
0: yeah there's this is also like steeped in in references
1: yeah, but it's also, it's so divergent from the time, too. Yes. So, like, it, the fact that it's nearly bloodless. So, I didn't mention the last gore scene. Um, it's, oh, yeah. It's when Tommy stabs Karto uh,
0: yes. with his little pen knife. Yes.
1: And that little gush of, like, I don't know, like, tequila vomit comes out of him.
0: Tequila vomit. Ew. <laughs> gross. Ugh. That's
1: what it looked like.
0: That's fair, but gross. And I was
1: eating, and I was like, well... Not really hungry now. Yeah, but no, I thought it was really dope because it was against the sort of mode of the time, right? Like I said, yeah. Evil Dead earlier, but Evil Dead's gory as fuck. It's a sla- I mean, it's not even gore; it's gross out. Yeah, which is what we talked about with Ramy. Ramy doesn't actually do gore; he does gross out.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: And this has, you know, one, two gore moments and one gross out moment. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. You know, this isn't, uh, this isn't dead alive, right?
0: Oh my God. <laughs> don't best even get me gross started out movie on all time.
1: that. The grossest gross out movie. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's not gorecore It's not anything like that. It is just super haunting and creepy. Like it, yeah. that's where the carpenter thing comes in for me. Cause that's yeah. very much Halloween. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how big the distribution of these movies was either. You know, like I'm sure that like American film has sort of been dominant for the last year, all yeah, of it, yeah. but mm-hmm. I don't know how many they were getting in Indonesia. I don't know what the c- censorship, if there are censorship laws and if so, what they are. Yeah, yeah. Like I know there's a lot of movies that just don't get distributed. We talk about it all the time with yep. like, uh, with Germany. They have very strict censorship laws about yes. horror film. It's um, why whenever you watch German horror, German and Austrian horror films, they're bloodless yeah
0: um, and I think um another thing that separated this movie from the time was kind of like, piggybacking off of what you what you were saying as opposed to everything being like gore or gross out mm-hmm. it kind of it did that um it left you with with having this like ominous kind of unsettling atmosphere it really relied on the atmosphere, which we talk a lot about how um horror films often rely on like creep out and atmosphere and just ominous yeah, you know um, environments and I think that that's also what was divergent of the time was during a time where it was kind of straight up camp and it was gory it was gross out it was all of this this was more of just like you, you sit with it and you're like this is just like unsettling
1: it's dread
0: yeah exactly and that's the right not word not
1: the awesome 2012 film dread right but. no
0: like literal dread <laughs> Um, Although
1: I do want to see more more Carl Urban. He has a hard name for me to say.
0: Carl Urban? Yeah, thank That's you. It's a lot of R's. Hard yeah, R's. Carl like I feel
1: like a dog with peanut butter stuck on the roof of my mouth. Um, Not
0: to be confused with Keith Urban.
1: No, but, you know, same region. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are, they, are they both Australian? Uh, Carl
1: Urban or? is new- is, uh, is new- from New Zealand, and Keith Urban is Australian.
0: Oh, yeah. Don't get those two mixed up. No, it, no, no. It's, it's the
1: same region. They get mad. Duh. That's all. It's true. Yeah. Uh, there's a very, very <laughs> cute interview with the... Uh, I think it was from uh, San Diego Comic-Con, but mm-hmm. it's the cast of Thor Ragnarok.
0: Nice.
1: And it's uh, just a combination of people from New Zealand and people from Australia. And then the New Zealanders keep making jokes about all the criminals that, they're, that they were in the film with. Uh-huh. And then there's just Tessa Thompson, the one American in the movie, just being like,
0: uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh. uh... But no. So... Yeah, but anyway, I would like to see him in more horror films. I think he'd be really dope. Yeah. it's a large man. He'd make a very good villain, like a Michael Myers type.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's not this film. Nope. That's not this film. Uh, But yeah, this film, I mean, it's cool to see, not just for the snobbery of it, but it's cool to watch a movie that, you know, changed film. Right? It, you know, and, and it feels it's a, good. And it's a movie that not a lot of people have seen, which again, I think that should change, especially with it being on Shudder. N- there are no excuses. Which is so
1: cheap and we love so much. And hey, sponsor us.
0: Right. <laughs> just drop that in there. I'm just going to
1: keep doing free ad plugs until they give us fucking money.
0: I know. So I'm curious about your research into like the folklore. Oh, totally. I, I really, I'm interested in knowing a lot more about that. And I know that you've done quite a bit of research a little bit of research
1: i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be like oh yeah i'm the best no you went no, no. to the
0: library <laughs>
1: the library of the internet yes
0: um
1: so yeah there's so we talked about a little bit about the kuntalanak um yeah. so when i was watching this last night i actually didn't know the uh folklore behind this and so my brain just went oh you and i Oh, right? for sure, for right? sure. Right, because it's uh, it was we mostly see um, um, Mawarti, uh mm-hmm. every single time. She's you know clearly once a beautiful woman in yeah. a white shroud, pale face, glossed over eyes, long black hair.
0: Yeah, it's very typically the Uri from my bra- yeah Japanese horror.
1: Yeah, my brain went straight to uh, the Ring when I saw her. You know, yeah, and the Grudge, and uh, I think Houseu also has Uri? Can't remember. Mm-hmm. We got to cover that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's two versions of... Uh, so th- that's when I was like, oh, so I should go look this up and see if there's like a history of Yurai in Indonesia or Southeastern Asia in general. Yeah. There is, but it's different. And like, this is one of those things where I love that there is, um, there are these sort of universal myths, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So in Japan, we have Yurai uh, in, in, in Southeastern Asia, particularly uh, Indonesia and like Borneo. Yeah. Um, that whole re- That whole like archipelago area. Uh, we have the Quintelanac. In Ireland, we have the Banshee.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, there's there's so many different versions of this, but we all have something like it, right? Because uh, um, the research I sa- saw was that, that she can al- also be like a Dracula type.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. So that
1: that would be like that resembles Eastern Europe's versions of things.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, I love that every region has kind of their own their own version of this. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool.
1: Yeah, and it's, again, it's just these sort of like universal myths, right? And yeah. I love those. I
0: love that too. I love that so much. when
1: there's all these different connections and stuff between them.
0: Totally. Um, totally.
1: Like something like, um, no they're, like we did like we talked about with the, uh, when we were talking about pulse, there are specific cultural they are rooted so deeply culturally that they are not truly comparable. Yes. But we like to see the relation. So I, I say that before I say, like, um, there's a version of, like, a wendigo. Yeah. In many, many cultures, mm-hmm. which we primarily know the depiction of through uh, indige- indigenous American cultures. Yes. But they exist in a lot of different other ones, right?
0: Yes. I don't think I could have said that better. I yeah. agree. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was
1: smart for once. Mark it down, everybody. Mark it down.
0: Woo. <laughs> point one. <laughs> Wait, I'm kidding. Point You're... one or one point? Point one number one I'm kidding I'm kidding you have you have a lot of points you're very smart <laughs> you say a lot of smart things
1: <laughs> uh, so one of the things I love that is part like a very particular particular cultural part of this yeah so you know that like really stinky flower that already talks about have you ever heard of this the flowers that smell like death I think they have them at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens
0: I mean I'm down to go.
1: So they. You're not talking about the ones that
0: smell like fish.
1: No, I'm talking the the ones that smell like a corpse. Oh
0: my god, I want to go. Can we go?
1: Yeah, I think they have one of the botanical gardens here. I want to, whichever one I want to (laughs) go.
0: I want to smell death.
1: I have smelled it. It is it is rough. I would bring some smell and salts with you.
0: This is why I also want to. I've never smelled a durian, the fruit. Yeah, I think it's a fruit, right? Yeah, durian's a fruit. fruit, Yeah. I want to smell just because, like, on all the cooking shows, they're like, they're like, oh.
1: Yeah, so it's a similar idea. It smells like a rotting corpse, essentially. Like, it smells like death.
0: Oh, my God. I want to I wanna go. <laughs> I've actually only been to the Brooklyn one. I haven't been to the New York Botanical Gardens.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's one in New York that has one, but I don't remember which one it is. I'm Maybe down it's to go Bronx. to both. I don't know. Let's go. But anyway, so I love that. Like this, yeah. It's this connection of like, okay, well, she's associated with a full moon and yeah. also the smell of a rotting corpse. So you're out late at night. You're freaked out. But just spooky out, shit. And then you, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I like seeing the, like, I, you know me. I love to be like, oh, that's the reason where, it, that's where it came from. Just like pure conjecture.
0: For sure. For sure.
1: But like, I'm not an expert, but I can go, okay, full moon, night, creepy flower that smells like a corpse. Yeah. I would also think that I was looking at a ghost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, so there's the version that we that you talked about with the, the vampiric uh, pregnant woman. There's also just the beautiful young lady that's a little closer to what we tradition, traditionally associate with, like, the yorai. For right? sure, yeah. Um, or, like, a painted lady or something like that.
0: Like in Ringu and... Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so one of my favorite things is the... This is another sort of, like... I, I see this a lot in um, up and down the coast of East Asia. Mm-hmm. Is the... Sounds that psychic, like and demonic spirits make. Yeah, and it's ki ki ki. Oh,
0: Now you've yeah. played Pokemon. Yeah.
1: What, when you go to the Pokemon Tower and all of those uh, possessed ladies attack you?
0: Yeah. With their
1: with their ghastlies and their Haunters, what do they all say? Ki
0: ki 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 ki. Yeah, that just that just took me back.
1: Yeah. So that's um, she takes a bird form that makes that sound. Awesome. Right. So dope. I love that. Yeah. So again, like, back to the like vampires transform, right?
0: God, I love horror. I love the folklore. I love, I love like the, the icons of horror, like the monsters and Mm -hmm. the, the like, I'm sorry guys. I'm just like, I'm having a moment. I'm having a moment. I love this genre so much. I have a podcast on it. Can you tell
1: uh, how much I love it? It's so good. Yeah. So she'll also suck blood uh, from the back of the neck, not from the side. So the nape. That's usually how she's depicted in like uh, um, horror films and in television. But there's a uh, there's a myth that if you want to defeat uh, Kuntalanak mm-hmm. a Kuntalanak uh, or the other name was a pontianak.
0: Yes, that's like the English translation or something. More or less,
1: yeah. Yeah. You will take a nail and drive it into the nape of her neck, oh.
0: and until that
1: nail is removed, she becomes a beautiful young woman and a good wife.
0: Wow! Hold on. Hold on.
1: So you can pause. You can put her on pause.
0: Whoa! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I I'm loving this more and more by the second. That's crazy. It's
1: so good, right?
0: That's awesome. Who came up with this shit?
1: I don't know. Uh, the the people who live in this region.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just like I, I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit speechless. That's so cool. I don't know why, I'm, I'm I'm. just obsessed, I'm obsessed, it's fine, it's fine, <laughs> that's so cool! Okay, okay, I'm just gonna marinate on that um, and not hold us up anymore. Yeah,
1: no, but I just love it that it's like, okay, you put a nail in the back of her neck as opposed to a stake in the heart, and it oh makes her, like, docile, as opposed to just killing her.
0: Because that is a form of death! Yeah! Yo! You oh my god! You can turn a contumac into a it's step wife. It's worse than death, that's worse. You can step for them with a nail. <gasps> that's the sound of my mind being blown. I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. I'm. I'm happy. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's really that's, all I have on it. I just love. I just. I was loving reading through all of this. Like
0: you gave me more than enough. That, there's that's more that great. I want to read up
1: on. I was having a really hard time finding ones that weren't in Indonesian. Yeah, and I don't like reading bad translations of things uh, and Google Translate as good as it can be. I just don't trust when it comes to, you know, non-European languages. Yeah, I don't trust their translations generally because like I'll I'll hit translate and then it's like super broken, really not great. And so I just want to make sure that I'm getting at least the the most accurate information I can. So I am going to try and find more resources. And if I do, before this episode comes out, then I will put them in the footnotes. If they're not there, I either didn't find shit or I forgot. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I, all my last final note on this is like I, I would recommend this to everyone. Yeah, I, I think this is a must watch.
1: Yeah, and it was really cool to see. Like it is preachy as hell. Oh, but yeah, you no know, different than like the omen. I was or, about to say like um, a lot
0: of them are when it comes yeah. to you know religious. Uh, themes, yeah, in and it uses films. a lot
1: of um, it uses a lot of Muslim folklore, which is amazing. And like I've yeah. been around that most of my life, but it is very fascinating. You know, like they, he, um, they mention genes and, uh, you know, uh, Satan exists in the Muslim faith, but in Islam, right? But um, yeah, demons are a little bit different, right? Yes, um, and I could go way, I could go deep on how demons exist in like Middle Eastern uh, culture. I don't know how far it translates, like if it carries with Islam or if it's like a little more like uh, regional. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, Demons in the Middle East are fucking dope. Yeah. They're some of my favorites. I have one. I really want to cover, I guess we we will get to covering a, a girl walks on the lawn at night. Maybe I'll save it for that episode.
0: Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Cause I,
1: that, I can't wait to talk about that movie. It is so pretty and so weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I'm
1: love Iranian filmmaking is some of the, my favorite and we've never covered one.
0: Hell yeah. Then let's, let's do it. Um, I'm ready to end this on a high note. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Definitely you-
1: watch this. Find it on Shutter. Yes. Um, I think it's also on Tubi, but fuck it. Subscribe to Shutter, dude. It's yeah. six bucks a month.
0: Shudder's great, and it gives you just like an unlimited library of obscure but also popular. Like, I, I think it's a really wonderful mix. The curated over there.
1: series, like Kumanda and Gianni had a, a curated series on there. They've done some documentaries that had um, um, Why Am I Blinking in Our Name? I Love Her So Much. N.K. Jemison was a part of, of this, like talking yeah. about black horror. Yeah. In um, the history of horror and sci fi.
0: It's awesome. Yeah.
1: And again, free fucking plug, but hey, Shudder.
0: <laughs> we're available. Um, so anyway, uh, if you're shudder or if you're not shudder, you know where to find us I hope. I don't know. Shudder, here's where you can find they follow us. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> on Instagram, we're at Horror Babes Podcast, on Twitter we're at Horror Babes Pod, and we've got a website called horrorbabespod.com. And uh, yeah, if you if you guys enjoy us, please go rate us, give us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, tell your family tell anyone you talk, talk to your on dog the street about it i don't know um give us give us a tag i don't know you and, can
1: sit at bars now in new york so you could just like go drunkenly tell a stranger about us
0: yeah uh we'll, we'll we'll send you guys some stickers you can put them on um subway cars anyway tag us up tag us up <laughs> uh Slappies yeah for days exactly till next time bye, bye babes, babes.
1: Yeah, babe.